Kia ora. Welcome to We Should Talk, a podcast series where we explore the journeys our Kiwi women have had in the media industry. We want to show you that you can achieve success wherever your career takes you, with the help of those who have been through it all. For updates, make sure you're following our social media platforms, we should talk.podcast. And to find exclusive content, sign up to our mailing list at we should talk.info. In this week's episode, I talk to New Zealand TV presenter and sports commentator Tony Street. After winning TV Personality of the Year, she's made the move into radio, becoming a jack of all trades. Tony is a New Zealand icon who has helped make the media industry what it is today and is full of advice you don't want to miss. Let's start from the beginning. I went to university originally on a cricket scholarship to Lincoln and I did a commerce degree. I decided it had been a goal of mine to get into sports broadcasting, but because I was sort of chasing the cricket dream at that point, I did a commerce degree, which I thought would be helpful either way. And then after I finished my degree, I didn't want to have to study for another three years. I'd already done three, a three-year degree. So the Canterbury University course was postgraduate, one year. Um, and I thought, well, if I get accepted, it's meant to be. And I did. And I did that for a year. And as part of that, we had to do an internship for six months. I did that at TVNZ. But prior to that, I got one at Radio Sport. And that led to a full-time job after the six months. And so talking a bit about that transition, you've gone from TV to sports commentating to radio. How did that kind of come about? Well, the course that I did covered print, radio and TV. So I felt like I had a good uh, sort of grounding in all three, but um, you don't know what it's really like until you get to the job. It's quite different to what you learn. So you can, you get a good overview, but it's the practical experience that really um, makes all the difference. I think the transition for me, because I've, I've predominantly, I've been in TV now for 15 years, it's the work ethic more in media that you learn very early. So when I first started at TVNZ as an intern, there were lots of young people wanting to get jobs and I was just one of many and the hours are grueling. I started out on the assignments desk, so 11 at night till 7 in the morning and you do lots of sort of pokey shifts here and there. It's quite exhausting. And so you quickly sort of realize, well, I'm either going to give this my absolute all or I'm, it's not for me. And so I wanted to show them that sports broadcasting was the way I really wanted to go because I saw a niche and I saw a gap in the newsroom. There weren't a lot of females in sports journalism at that time. And the ones that were there, they were at the Commonwealth Games. So I thought, I'll, I'll go over and I'll ask if I can help out. And often they're short-staffed and so um, they need people. Yeah. And that I found that was my opportunity to show what I could do and just sort of prove myself that way. The actual transition from TV to radio, I guess I was lucky because Breakfast TV set me up well for Breakfast Radio. Um, unlike other forms of TV broadcasting where you're doing a one minute 30 story, I was live already for three hours every morning on Breakfast TV. So I think that transition in terms of the chatty side of it and having to be able to be live for three hours, I'd already done that. It was just without pictures. So it was different in the respect that um, the industry itself, it felt a lot different. You know, there are lots of different people and you're having to meet all these new people for the first time, which was really different for me because I'd only ever been with one company um, since I started. Yeah. yeah. And going into that kind of sports world and the sports commentating, being a woman at that time in that industry was not common. Do you feel you got the same opportunities and the same kind of respect from people being a woman? 
I think initially I probably got more opportunity as a female that knew what she was doing with sport because um, traditionally, I guess, men have always taken those sports reporting roles. And so when a woman comes along that loves her sport and has the knowledge, they're like, oh, yes, we need more women in this industry. But I think there is a natural assumption, well, there was essentially when I started, that you perhaps wouldn't be as um, skilled as the men just because, um, you know, it wasn't a, a work ethic thing, but it was just merely down to the fact that less women, I guess, had wanted to do that job. So when I first joined the sports team, I didn't feel any, like there was no chauvinistic behavior from the guys that I was with. I was almost seen as a novelty. Oh, he's a woman that wants to do sport. You know, it was more, it was more that, um, more of a surprise. But I certainly felt as one of the only females in the sports department, I certainly felt like I needed to prove myself more than the males because of that, because it was unusual that I wanted to do sports. I wanted to make sure they knew I knew my stuff. But in radio, you're there to play different roles. So our roles are very clear on Coast Breakfast. Um, Jason is the anchor and he has the persona of a very safe set of hands, um, very trusted man. Um, Sam is there as the jokester. He can push the boundaries a bit more. And I'm in the center of the show as kind of the voice of reason. So I can go off with Sam sometimes, but normally I side with Jace and Sam and I have got the dynamic together. So I guess when I got put onto Coast Breakfast, I was always going to be the center of the show because I'm the only female and we have a female demographic. So I knew what my role was going to be because the role is who I am. And I think In broadcasting, the minute that you try and be someone you're not, you get yourself into trouble. Because when you're on a live show, listeners are very astute, and so are watchers. This applies to television as well. And if you look at the broadcasters that have been successful, they have an ability to be themselves. It's not an act. I think listeners are very, very astute and can pick up when you're acting and when you're not. It's like when you might hear a radio prank, and it's very obvious whether it's been set up or whether it's a natural thing where you're naturally laughing and I just think it it would be very very hard if you tried to be someone you're not and be successful you can play a role for a while but it will wear thin and your natural instinct is to go to your personality and what you know and that will eventually come out so yeah we have we have um, roles but those roles are defined around what our personalities were in the first place and I like to think that's why we got the job you know awesome and congratulations on your book that's come out that's really exciting. Thanks. My question around that is that there's some really difficult experiences you've had to go through. How do you separate like what you're going through in your own personal life to on TV and being this bubbly person for New Zealand to watch? It's, it's quite difficult. And what I'm learning more and more is I'm actually a lot more open than most people are. And I've got a lot of broadcasting friends that say, oh, gee, you're open to share that. And I think that's my natural disposition. And I've always been like that. I'm quite an open book. So for me, it's a bit easier because I feel like I'm that way in my personal life as well. Um, I share a lot with friends. I don't hide a lot. Um, you know, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve and I tell people most things. So I'm lucky and that's my natural personality. But there absolutely are times where, you know, you don't want to be on full show and you have to be because that is your job. And if you're having a bit of a crappy time, it is, I have never struggled because I I feel like I can compartmentalize. So if I, in the times when I was unwell and not feeling myself, I still love the job. 
So when it was time to go on air, um, you get caught up in the show and what you love about the show. And yes, you might be feeling a bit down afterwards, but I never felt like I had to really push myself to do it on air because all of the hosting jobs I've had, I've loved so much that you just get caught in, in doing what you love to do. And so you just have to deal with that behind closed doors. So it's probably more, uh, the impact is more like with my husband, you know, he's the one I'll go to after work and grumble and say, oh, I felt like crap today or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, fair enough. And going from that kind of TV reporting style to the on-air radio host style. Do you think there's a difference in the things you can share? And have you found it easier being on radio and be able to be a bit more open about the things that are going on? Broadcasting in general has changed a lot since I started because at the very beginning, giving your opinion was very much frowned upon. Now, fast forward 15 years later, and it's encouraged. It's encouraged everywhere. So often now you can get a news reporter that does their news report, still has to be balanced and fair, but then in the next page, they can be writing a column, giving their thoughts on what their personal opinion is. And that would never have happened 15 years ago. Um, but that's just the development of media and people are so hungry for content all the time that that's just been the natural progression and I think I was quite lucky because Seven Sharp was kind of in between the six o'clock news and what I do for radio and we used to have a segment at the end of the show where we had to write our opinions and I think that's really helped me because um, sometimes I give an opinion and I'd get absolutely slammed by people for it and you realize that every time you give an opinion you're going to have half the people agree and half don't often and it was quite good to get me used to that so next time I give my opinion on radio which we do a lot now it's not such a shock when people disagree with you. And so how do you deal with that, the people coming back and disagreeing? The whole social media side of media is, has become so massive that everyone can have an opinion on anything you say, right? And so how have you dealt with the people that maybe aren't so as nice? It's really, it's really, really difficult. I'm not going to lie. And it's been a very hard thing for me to get my head around over my career. Um, people have opinions on everything from what you wear to what you say to how you hold yourself. And that comes as a real shock at the beginning. I think I've got better and better at it. And I always use the sort of technique of what sort of person will comment on what you're wearing. It's not exactly the sort of person that you should be listening to. So I've learned how to block people, to unfollow. But you know what? Then there, are the, then there is the constructive feedback or criticism. And if someone writes a message in a way where they're literally trying to get to the bottom of something or it's constructive, then, God, I have no issues replying and, and talking it through. But often you'll get off-the-cuff comments particularly on social media and I don't think people think it through and sometimes I'll reply to those thinking now I'm not going to let you get away with this and usually the response is I'm so sorry I really like listening to you da, da, da. I shouldn't have shot my mouth off so you know people people don't think that when they put a message on a keyboard that it's it's essentially the same as saying it to someone's face and not caring what people think of you has to be part of your broadcasting career. You have to have conviction in what you're saying and what you believe. And if you're worried about what everyone thought of you, you're an absolute hiding to nothing. I talked about this a lot when I was hosting Seven Chart because Mike and I would have to give our opinions. And you didn't want to just be in the middle every time and say, well, I can see this side and this side. Sometimes you had to actually say, you know what, I actually do believe in this. And I know there's going to be people that don't agree with it, but so be it. Even if that makes people change their view of you, you have to almost have a belief in what your opinions are and, and stick to it and back yourself and think, 
something. No, no, this is what I think. And I don't, I don't have to be swayed and people don't have to necessarily like it, but it is what it is. And I think that makes you a strong broadcaster when you can do that. And so you've been in so many areas of the media and it is such a male dominated industry. Do you think it's heading in the right direction towards supporting women and being in this industry? Yes, I think the last probably 18 months have really changed. Mm. And I think that I certainly know at TVNZ, they are actively trying to put more women in roles and have more cultural diversity as well. And that's really good. And I think they need to keep pushing for that. But I also think as women, uh, we have to be prepared to go for those roles as well. So I think the more emphasis and encouragement that is given, I think the more women will be putting their hands up. And then we should have about 50-50 in those types of roles, which I think is really good because women often do offer something quite different. And the biggest hurdle is to, to sort of gain that confidence and own the job. And I think it's something that comes only with time. And you, with every job you do, you learn that you actually deserve to be in that spot. And I think the biggest hurdle is self-doubt. And I would think that's particularly the case for a lot of female presenters. And on the flip side, the best parts? Yeah. Um, I've had so many amazing opportunities and favourite parts. But probably most recently... Um, this year, being able to be in, at the forefront of two of the biggest sporting events that the country's had, the America's Cup and the Olympics, I just think I'm so lucky to be in that position where I'm interviewing the top people and everyone's watching our coverage to see how these sports are going to unfold. It just, it's incredible to be at the center of that and those sort of opportunities don't come along every day and I certainly don't take them for granted and have to pinch myself sometimes and think how on earth did I get to be here but I'm going to take it. Kind of lastly um, what would be your biggest advice for like a young woman looking at the media industry? The, I thought about this today actually before talking to you because I was trying to think what is the most practical thing if you wanted to get into the industry and I think the biggest advice I could give is to have work ethic. Not everyone has work ethic. You might think that you're working hard but to actually truly work hard to show your managers or your prospective employers that you are prepared to put in the work to get to where the, wherever you need to be is huge. And I, I do see that as something that is lacking in some of the young people that come through. I feel like, you know, you have to work so hard, doubly hard than everyone else to make sure that you take the steps up the ladder and be prepared to do what it takes. So if that means that you have to make coffee initially because you're trying to hustle and make the reporter's jobs easier, um, then so be it. If that means you have to work the 11 till 7 a.m. shift to show that you're prepared to do those shifts, then that's just what you've got to do. And to have that stickability that if I keep doing this and show that I'm good at these jobs then they'll give me more responsibility and then you do the same when you get to the next level and you excel you don't do just what's required you go above and beyond your work ethic I think means you're ready for opportunities and then when the opportunity comes along you're ready to take it and not only that they'll look around the room and say that person has been going above and beyond let's give them the chance and I, I truly feel like I was like that I worked so hard I did everything extra I could. I was always the first to put my hand up. And I think if you do that, you eventually will get rewarded for it. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of We Should Talk. Make sure you follow our Instagram and Facebook accounts and head to weshouldtalk.info for exclusive content. Catch you next week.
This is brought to you by the students of the New Zealand Broadcasting School at Ara Institute of Canterbury.